God bless you. Turn to each other. Just look around you. Who's in the house? You're welcome. God bless you. It's good to be here. Firstly, I want to wish uh, our Chinese brethren happy Chinese New Year. Let's give a clap offering for them. God bless you. It's good to have you here today. And as uh, was shared by Pastor Dominic, we have an, we're going to move on to an ordination service later on just to ordain our dear son in the Lord and brother, Deacon Andrew, to the office of pastor. Amazing things, amazing things are happening. You know, there's many challenges in life and we need to find solace and comfort and consolation through the word of God. It's God who really comforts us and, and directs us if we're awake spiritually. You know, uh, much of the world just deals on the surface level. Uh, we're made, the Bible says, we're made of body, soul and spirit. But oftentimes it's only the body that's gratified. We just enjoy the physical pleasures of life, but we often not, we don't delve deeper into the soul, not let alone the spirit. And the Bible just opens up to touch the spirit, parts where nothing else can reach that will touch us in ways that the world cannot. Because the world makes so many profound promises but produces nothing. You know? The only promise we have on a, on a note, some currency, I promise to pay the bearer the sum of so much. That's all the promise that you actually get. And basically, it's, uh, it's not really of value today. It's meaningless. So I just want to just be forth reflective as we share through the journey of the Word of God that it has an impact. And as you might be visiting today for the first time, you're welcome. Uh, and I pray that you'll think about the message because... Church is not about religion, it's about relationship with God, and it's a personal journey we take ourselves between ourselves and God. And if we let God into our lives, then our lives can be transformed in an amazing, amazing way. So God bless you. Uh, I've got a number of things I want to share this morning, uh, just to get us to start thinking about our mortality and our place in history. Uh, The subject for today is, what is truth? It's a question, profound question that Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? And I'll just read as as a foundation a few verses from this chapter that the dialogue between Pilate and Jesus. And then we're going to explore what is truth and what is truth to you. Because there's an objective truth and there's a subjective truth. Your truth may be different to somebody else's truth. That's why we have conflicting ideas. We have conflicting uh, parliamentary candidates. We have different forms of governments and things like this. There are differences because people's perception of life is differs between different people and cultures and things like this. What's truth in this country? Maybe not true somewhere else, but it's valid in their own particular context and it's all contextualized what truth is. So as I said, church is about thinking as well, engaging with what the information you receive. Jesus said, if you want to, if you're my disciples, you will abide in my word. And my word ultimately will abide in you. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So what, what is truth? What is that truth that really sets us free from what? There's no chains on you now, is there? You haven't been tied to be, you haven't been dragged here today. Yeah? You're not incarcerated here. You're, not, you're going to be able to leave if you need, want to leave this afternoon. Is it a match day today? No? Oh, good, we've got a few hours there. <laughs> so, you know, um, praise God, God bless you. Smile. 
It's not painful. Praise God. So let's just read a few verses. Let's stand for this. This is the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verse 33 to 38. And think about what we are saying. Don't, it's not about me. It's about what the Word is saying, what, what the Bible teaches, what the Bible is ruled through the Word of God. This is uh, verse 33. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I'm a king. For this cause I was born. And for this cause I come into the world. I've come into the world. That I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. Please take your seats. Praise God. What is truth? As I said, truth is subjective and there's objective truth and subjective truth. And through history, people have tried to seek truth. The philosophers in Athens, Greece were looking for truth. Socrates looked for truth, and they killed him because he believed there was one single, one single truth. There was one single principle. There was the multi all the polytheism of the day. He was, he was conflicting with that and disagreeing with this. There's only one truth, and they felt he was corrupting the young people to dismiss all their different gods on Mount Olympia, and they sentenced him to death. They gave him an option. They said, you can be in exile or you can die embracing your convictions he said i'd rather die in basing uh, accepting my convictions and they gave him the poison hemlock and he, and he took it and he was he died and, and and plato wrote about his life yeah in fact the writings of plato is what the western society is based upon and i won't that's not the message for another time so what is truth there's objective truth the objective truth for all every culture and every nation around the world is that if you drop something it falls to the ground Everything goes down. It falls, you put something, it drops, and it falls to the ground. Everyone agrees that. Everyone agrees around the world that what goes up, if you throw something up in the air, it comes down. Everyone believes if you walk in the rain, you're going to get wet. That's an objective truth. You cannot dismiss that. The evidence is there. But there's other things, especially with your spirituality, that's not so obvious. And they're based on faith, what we believe and our experiences, and our environment, and our culture, and our politics form and shape us. And their truths can be subjective because we just take face value what people share to us and teach us and so forth. But there's something beyond that. And the objective truth that Jesus speaks about is the truth that holds the cement, that holds the universe together. Because we can perceive things, but always things are not always what we perceive them to be. I wish I'm speaking to someone. I'm trying to tune into where you all are, actually. In the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verse 28, the people, the onlookers were seeing the same event, listening to the same things, 
but their outcome, their conclusions were different depending on their spiritual and physical disposition that they were in. Their preconception de- determined what they saw and how they saw things. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me just qualify this. Uh, this, is, this is in John chapter 12, verse 28. So what we see is not always what is really there because we shape it to fit the box, our preconceptions. We, got, we, we, comp- we put things in boxes and when we see things, we, we try and fit them in that box. If they don't make sense, we dismiss them because we don't understand them. But that's okay. It doesn't matter if you don't understand them. In fact, there is something out there that we need to make an effort to try and grasp and grapple with to understand about our journey in life. And this is what Jesus came to do. Give us the way, the truth, and the life. Illuminate our darkness that we see beyond our limitations, beyond our prejudice, beyond our preconceptions, that we set ourselves free, free from self. Know the truth and you'll be free from the condition you've been exposed to all your lives. Because you've been told how to think. Now we need to think out of the box, think ourselves, be free thinkers, to look beyond the limitations the world has imposed or pressed upon us. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified and will glorify it again. This voice from heaven speaking. Watch this. Who's that voice? It's his father. But watch what the onlookers, how the onlookers explain and define what was happening. Verse 29, that therefore the people stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Oh, it was a voice, but their perception, they fit in a box of their disposition. It says it had thundered because they were limited in understanding there was more to what was happening than met the eye. And then it says others said an angel has spoken to him. We're looking at the same event and we have different conclusions and we explain it in different ways. You may leave here, some may understand the message in one way, some in a different way. Some may not even understand it, perhaps it doesn't matter where you are. But you're looking at the same thing, you're listening to the same thing. When people see an event, their their report about that same might differ, but it's the same event. It depends what side of the event you're looking at. Yeah? Okay. And then Jesus concludes, says this. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. And sometimes God speaks in our lives, but we need to be, be still to understand who's speaking to us, how it's spoken to us. Today, you may feel you're just visiting or you're coming through for one reason, but I do believe God, the, the, God somehow is a driving force behind what we do in life. There's more than meets the eye. And the Bible is to be taken seriously. It has stood the test of time. We've been teaching on the book of Revelation the past few Fridays. And we looked at events, significant events that John the Evangelist spoke about. That was beyond his capacity to understand them in the natural, predicted, proclaimed future events. And true to the word, everything had spoken is coming to pass, coming true in our generation. One of the key signs before the consummation of time, as John recorded in the book of Revelation said that the Euphrates River would dry up. Now, if you go to the Euphrates, they've dried it up. They've built dams and they've stopped the water flow coming out, uh, crossing the Euphrates River. It has dried up. How would John know that type, that detailed event? It was unthought of for that event. Uh, Euphrates is one of the biggest, longest rivers in that part of the world. And it has dried up. Oh, you've got to take the word... Seriously, there must be something of value to the Bible to change the course of history. Now, I want to show you something about what is truth in relation to physics. Because what we see is not always the reality of what we're seeing. You can see something, 
but it's not always as you see it. There's more going on than meets the eye. And even scientists are discovering this, even as I speak to you. So I want to show you a video clip. I want you to think, please, if go away. And I want you to, this, the whole point and purpose of service is to get us to think. It's not hymns, 2.4 sermon, go home, hallelujah, happy, clappy, and praise the Lord. It's not about, it's about thinking, what's, what's all this about? I'm not here to entertain. I'm here to sh- try and help you look beyond the limitations that I impose upon you. Take the veil from my eyes. Take the straitjacket off and be free. Know the truth and the truth shall make. Pilate said, what is truth? He was asking an ontological question about existence. What is truth? He was asking a philosophical uh, question about the abstracts of philosophy as he would have perhaps known. He was exposed to Aristotle. He was exposed to Plato. He was exposed to Pythagoras. He was exposed to the great philosophers of his day. And he wanted to question, what is truth? Because we're living in a generation that truth is a rare commodity today. People do not know about truth. They fake it to make it life. It's all fake. It's all false. You turn your news it's all false. Promising you everything and producing nothing. It's an anti-climax. It's all fakeness all around us. It's counterfeit all around us. And we need to be set free from that straight, the prison of deception. We need to be emancipated in our minds from all the false ideologies that I've been pounding, all the false newsreels, all the fake news. We need to get our escape. We've got to get out of there. They don't like the message that I preach. We publish three books in Chinese. Truth, what is truth? (laughs) There's a song called, Are You Lonesome Tonight? (laughs) If you lied when you said you loved me, I'd rather go go on hearing your lies than living life without you. What? (laughs) Elvis Presley sang that song. If I could sing, I'd sing it for you. What is truth? I put the new first one, the first one, Okay, this is a video. Just please watch this from the beginning, yeah? Watch this, just a few minutes. Watch, this is, this is fact, this is physics, coming to quantum physics. I want you to think about what you, if you don't understand it, don't worry, because the scientists don't understand this. I'm not, I'm not, this is true. The scientists do not know what is actually happening. They haven't, cannot explain, even Einstein could not explain this. That's fact, this is scientific, this is not... Religious, this is not our heads in the cloud. This is scientific. It's a scientific scientific experiment that when you're looking at the experiment, it behaves in one way. When you turn and you don't look at the experiment, the outcome changes by your perception. Because there's vibrations and your outlook can impact, affect things. How you look at things can change. How you process in your mind can change. Einstein said on this base, on this principle, that he'd like to believe the moon was there, whether we observe the moon or not, the moon is there, as opposed to it being the type of vibration. And when we acknowledge it and we look at it, and then it appears. Because there's creative power in how we speak, and there's creative power in how we see. The scientists, limitation of scientists, they only take it to the physical, 
they don't take it to the spiritual. But the explanations of this can only be identified and explained and made sense within the spirit. Because God says he brings things into being that are not there. That we have a spiritual aspect element of our lives that we neglect. And Jesus came to wake up our spirituality. He came to give us life and that in more abundance. He came to show us to live, to look beyond the physical realm that we are existing in at this present moment. There's a spiritual parallel universe or dimension that exists beyond what we feel and experience in our natural selves. There's a principle, name it and claim it. You're speaking things out. They use it for the wrong, in the wrong way often in religion. But you know, you speak things. You can speak well-being over your life and, or negativity over your life because you become the product of how you think and what you say. I wish I'm speaking to someone. You can become that product of what you say and what you think. Proverbs 23 verse 7, the, the, all the clues are in the word of God. In how we can think and how we process how we think. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And so how we think and how we look at the world determines outcomes for ourselves and for our immediate surroundings, which is very, very important. And where you are will, will affect you and impact you and change you. Where you are, what you absorb, the information you absorb in life and who are you around will condition you and shape you and impart your values and your outlook in life. Because uh, association can elevate you or demote you. It depends who or what is around you. If things are not adding to your life, they are taken away from your life. You can be a conqueror or you can be conquered. I wish I'm speaking to someone. And Jesus came for us to be overcome. As Paul says, you are more than conquerors. He says, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The keys connecting to your spiritual identity will impact your physical reality. Oh. And I'm sensitive how far I can take us. I don't want to speak university language in this auditorium, in this place, in this space. I want to open you up. There's more to life than meets the eye. We have, we have lived too long in lies. And when the truth comes, we, we repel it because it doesn't, it doesn't align with what we've been conditioned to, the way to, we're conditioned to. That's why they did not want the truth. Jesus is the truth. He said, he said know the truth and the truth will set you free. Pontius Pilate was standing in front of truth. He was facing truth. It's, truth is not a what. Truth is a who. Who is truth? He says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father. I mean, no one transcends your limitations without me. I'm the, I'm the platform that you use to step on to get you further than where you are now, in it, not just temporally, temporal, but eternity. I, show, I, wanna, I brought you a little exercise. I bring nursery things here, but let me, because we are, we're children. Where you are will impact you. And I brought some few things. Is it okay if I share this? I bought two spoons. I play the spoons as well, my part time. <laughs> okay. I want to show you. I've got something else. My little games. Can you imagine when I do this at home on my own? I'm sad. <laughs> Watch this. See, this is a piece of metal. This is metal. Uh, nothing happens here. Here, magnet. That's metal. Okay. 
if I, if I have this magnet and I, and I hold the magnet next to this, just imagine this is you, you're in an environment. The greater force will impact the lesser force. The greater influence will impact the lesser influence, okay? And as the more you have this, let's just leave that for, for a minute there, okay? That's, I'll just leave it there for a moment. Let that brew there. Okay, so we're talking about environment shaping our lives, what we are. Uh, Jesus teaches us that um, your connection with him transforms you. Yeah, and that's what Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The world, the antithesis to that is the world who teaches you lies. Either you're going to be in truth or you're going to be in deception. Yeah, there's too much false, false things going out there in the, in the way, wavelengths and so forth. That's why the psalmist tells us in Psalm 116 verse 9, it says, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore I spoke, I am greatly afflicted. We start to believe drives us, there's a driving force. What we believe drives us to do different bits, different things in life and achieve different things in life. Then he concludes in verse 11 and says, I said in my haste, all men are liars. The old man, the unregenerated man, it's easy to lie, to, 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 to lean on the side of, of falsities or econom, economizing truths, to put it in a nicer way. I'm just economizing with the truth, praise God. But we need to come to truth that changes everything, yeah? Because fear oppresses us, disempowers us, disarms us. Uh, love and truth transforms us, empowers us, and helps us overcome whatever challenges we, we encounter in life. Amen. And we've seen that stand the test of time. The problem is the world wants us to believe uh, fake things rather than true things. Okay. And they say 2,000 years ago, Jesus was just an ordinary man. It's all deception. <clears throat> It's all fake, all falsehood. And they're taking, they're saying truth is a lie and lie is truth. They're saying darkness is lie and light is darkness. They turn the things on its head. And we need to come back. And this is why we could gather together to be in the word of God, to help us overcome all these contradictions in life. Praise God. Hallelujah. The, the truth of the matter is that the, the truth has come and it's up to us to engage with that truth. Amen. And it's through God's word as he reveals it to us. And we share it, we embrace it. I want to give you a little allegory. Uh, <clears throat> at a time when people did not perhaps have fire, just imagine in a, in a village, there was a, an individual went out into the forest and he saw a forest fire. He saw fire, physical fire in the forest. People in his community never saw fire before. And he goes back running to the community and says, no, the sun has visited the earth. Fire of the sun has visited the earth. They said, well, show us. They run out. By then, the fire is extinguished. And all it is is just the, 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 the scorching of the grass or the trees. It's just the residue or the consequence of the fire coming. So you're imagining this. How can the sun come to the earth? Well, I saw the fire, but there's no fire there. But you see the evidence that the fire was there by the scorching of the grass, the scorching of the tree. And people say, well, there's no God. God has not come into the world. But we see the evidence of God's presence in the world. We see that history has changed. History speaks that God came into the world. 
Because before God in Christ came into the world, the Christian, the world had a different out, outlook, a different out, a view of, of existence. From the coming of Jesus Christ, the calendars have changed. Isn't that an evidence, the residue or the consequence of something changing, something profound, something amazing happening? So we want to see the evidence of God's into the world. Well, the calendar is the, one of the evidence. People's lives is the evidence of God coming into the world. Their lives changed. The fact that you're sitting here is the evidence that God had visited the world. I was, this is the evidence. This is the, if you like, the, the scorching or the, or, or the or consuming of the forest. I, I have an, a picture of a forest, uh, the aftermath of, of, of a bushfire. Have I, have I got the picture there? You see, this is the evidence before it was green. But the, the fact that the fire was there is left. This is the evidence that there was fire there. And we are the evidence that God has come into the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we have there's so much evidence to prove. And as I said, the prophecies that are coming to pass, they're so profound, so amazing. It's just take time to reflect and to think about our mortality, who we are, what we are, where are we going? What, what is truth? Who is truth? Hallelujah. Praise God. And we can come to one conclusion. When you study, you come to one conclusion. That there is truth. And there is fake. There is falsehood in the world. Let's see how my experiment is doing. Let's see. Let's see. Now you see that's picked it up, yeah? Am I right? Wouldn't pick it up before. Where you're around will determine what you become. And if you're engaged all the time in soap operas, fake news, tabloids, guess what you're going to become? If you're taking garbage, you're just going to be... A dustbin riff. You need to take truth. Who you're around empowers you. Yeah? Simple example. That magnet impacted the metal. And it changed. You Don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good ways. Fakeness makes you fake. Oh. I, wish, I wish I'm speaking to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. And Jesus said in the same way the forest fire, Jesus said, I've come to bring a fire. And how I wish it was lit, it's kindled. And he did bring the fire. He brought the fire of the Holy Spirit. And he says they called the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. So when we have that fire of the spirit of truth coming upon us, we look, our outlook will truly be transformed. And that's what will help us be liberated from all the destructions of life. Because the world promises everything and produces nothing. I've seen it time and time again. There's no guarantees in life. Tomorrow is not promised to you. It's not promised to me. We go there. No, I cannot give you a receipt saying this is guaranteeing your tomorrow. No one knows what the next moment shall bring. Come on. I wish I'm speaking to someone. You know, that's why Jesus tells us he came to bring a fire and how he wished it was kindled. And it was the fire of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 16, verse 12, he says, look, he wants to teach us. And I want to, to encourage you to desire that spirit of truth to dwell with you, to, to permeate you, to, be, to fill you, that your cup will overflow. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But uh, he said, goes on to say, but when he, next verse, but however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, spirit of truth, the, the fact that he makes a statement, spirit of truth implies there's a spirit of falsehood, there's a lying spirit as well as there's a true spirit. Yeah, he says when he, will, he comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he is, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. So perhaps this was the response that Pontius Pilate needed. 
that he said you need the spirit of truth to guide you and lead you into all truth. It's not what is truth, it's who is truth, and the truth is standing before you, and I'm able to liberate you. You think you have incarcerated me, but you're incarcerated yourself. Yeah? It doesn't matter where you are, if you're true, if you're free, you're truly free indeed. It doesn't matter where, where you are in, in, in the world, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you are truly free indeed. And a few things that need to take place because we live, the, the fake, the falsehood wants to bring fear into our lives. Yeah? Is that what's not happening around? Uh, we're having, um, car, uh, you know, uh, what's, what's now the U.S. lockdowns coming apparently. We had the COVID lockdowns of fear. You're going to die. If you get this, you're going to die. Fear among all the time. The newsrooms are fearing your economy. Your mortgages are going extortionate. Fearing you all the time, making you secure, preoccupying you. Oh, this is happening now to the palace. This person's doing that. that person. well, what, does it, what's, what, what does it matter to a person, to us, when we're just trying to survive? Come on, I wish I was... You know, and so, so, so uh, fear is the order of the day. We're a fear people, oppress people, depress people, and ultimately op- possess people. Well, we have the cavalry at hand. God and his angelic angels, they're their cavalry at hand coming to set us free, to protect us, to safeguard you. The angel of the Lord encamps around his people, praise God, and sets us free, praise God. When, when the Lord led the Israelites out of Egypt, he never left them alone. He led the way. He led them through the wilderness. And he parted the sea. So whatever obstacles you encounter in your life, if you're in the truth, they will move out the way. You'll walk on the waters of your despair, of your anxieties. You'll overcome every adversity when you walk in in the truth because the truth has power to set you free hallelujah praise God we need the apostle Paul says gird your loins your waist with truth it's very important truth is powerful truth will always stand the test of time Uh, Paul tells uh, Timothy to be diligent to study he says uh, to present himself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth make an effort to know the truth because when he says abide in my word if you abide in my word means if you remain in my word not just put your a toe into the into the word but be in the word and the word in you that you're powerful force to be reckoned with Hallelujah, praise God. And when, that, when the truth comes, the truth has the capacity to set you free, to take away fear, because fear involves tor- torment. And the world wants to torment us, fear, fear-mongering all the time. And God has made you more than that. You're more. You are more than conquerors. You're more than all these things, praise God. Hallelujah. You're more. And I've, one thing you take away with you today is that you, truth is revealed you cannot obtain it in yourself. Truth is revealed through a relationship with God. And that was, that's why Jesus came. There would, no, there would be no need for Jesus if, if uh, we can work it all out ourselves. It's not, things are not always what they seem. There's more to it than meets the eye. Praise God. I've got another short clip, actually, off the back of that one, explained in a more simpler way. If we can have that one several very quickly before we finish this morning, come to ordination the way you see things maybe that's the key maybe we look at things in a more positive way uh, not critical not judgmental but look at your outlook in life can shape things yeah and if you don't want something in your life stop looking at it it will disappear if you don't want that's perhaps the, uh, the solution don't look at the things because they amplify 
when you look at something and you focus on it, it becomes it magnifies and amplifies. Maybe stop looking at it; it would maybe diminish, dissolve, and disappear. You know, it says troubles are like bubbles; they soon go away. And look at the positive things, the things that are virtuous, the things that are praiseworthy. If we go to Ephesians chapter four, verse six, I want to finish on these last few words. Uh, I'm going to call the team. One God and one f- and Father of all is above all, and through all and in you all. One God and one Father. Verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Receive the gifts of God. Don't shy away. Receive what God has for you. He's got the, your best intention at heart. He's got so many wonderful things for you, but we... we we're somehow uh, sideswiped by all the nonsense around us and we need to get back to our spiritual centre. Wake up that we do have a spirit, not just carnal, physical, we have a spirit. Next verse. Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Receive the gifts from God. What God has for you, he has so much wonderful things for each one of us, praise God. And this is where we're leading to today, verse 9. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. And verse 10, he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all, th- all, all the heavens, that he might fill all things, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles and some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors, that we're going to ordain a pastor today and give a gift to the world. Because when God calls you, he calls you as a gift to the world and teachers. What are they for? Verse 12, verse 12, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. In order to set people free. That they may know the truth and be set free. And finally, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Let's go to the parallel verse here. Let's go. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to God, known to God. I know someone watching this is going to need this today. I know someone in here needs to hear this message. You may not fully grasp and understand the message that's been poured out today. But it's food for thought. If you take 1% of what's been said, go back and meditate, reflect on what was in realities and things like this. Even these scientific experiments, look at them, think about what's really life really all about. Verse 7 says this very quickly. And the peace of God which surpasses all. I know someone needs peace today. Someone needs comfort today. Someone needs encouragement today. Praise God. Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Watch this. Watch this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any, any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, watch this. Meditate on these. Look at these things. Don't look at the negative things. Look at the positive things and the negative things will disappear. The clouds will disperse through the sun of righteousness, consuming them, and you'll be transformed, and you'll be empowered. See it, believe it, receive it. That applies in, on every area of life, whether you're studying, whether you have family, whether you have friendship, whether you're in sport as Ezra uh, Cannon, the tailor, is here, tailor uh, is here preparing for his next uh, tournament on in the 17th of February, and Whatever's going on, if you plan well, you'll get your outcomes. Be connected to the right people will get you to the right places where you need to be, praise God. 
Hallelujah. So I want to let's stand together. Hallelujah. So meditate on these things. Meditate on a good thing that it comes, it becomes reality. 